A dance CEO thrives every day with focus on gratitude, growth, and feeling aligned. Unapologetically putting themselves first, striving to become their best self personally and professionally, creating their own definition of fulfillment and success, rejecting the starving artist mentality and competition mindset for one of abundance in all things, including the success of other dance business owners. Welcome to the Dance CEO Podcast. Hello, I'm Audra Allen, the Dance CEO Coach, lifelong dancer, choreographer, and educator, I'm a happily remarried, part-time mom of two little humans and three bonus little humans, proud thriver of adult-diagnosed ADHD, lover of the beach, travel, houseplants, reading, and your host for today's episode. Thank you for being here. Hello, everyone. Today's guest, Jean-Marie Branch, is the founder CEO of Releve Marketing, a social media and digital marketing agency for dancers, dance brands, and dance businesses. Jean-Marie graduated from the University of Tampa with a BA in communications and a BA in dance. Aside from her business, she is active in the dance community. She's teaching, choreographing, and writing for her dance blog, Dancers of the Light. Welcome, Jean-Marie. So happy to have you here. So happy to be here. Thank you. And on a personal note for the listeners, Jean-Marie and I uh, connected at the beginning of the year. And she's actually been my social media manager for a little while in digital graphic design. And like we've worked together. It's been fantastic. So I'm just so happy to bring her on here and have her share her side of things and running a dance business. So happy to be here. I loved connecting with you and just how our relationship has developed so far. Awesome. Yeah, I love I'm looking forward to like in like 10 years being like, wow, do you remember when we first connected right after you got out of college? It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would love for you to share with our listeners what exactly, um, more in detail, what your business is and why you started it. So my business, as Audra said, is Releve Marketing. It means Releve in the dance world means to rise. So obviously I, little pun in there, but I, I want to work with dance businesses to help raise their marketing. Um, I started this, well, backtrack. My business, Releve Marketing, is social media management, digital marketing for dance businesses, dancers, individual dancers, and dance brands. I started this business um, kind of for two reasons, um, and it still kind of hits me every day that I'm doing this. I, Since before I entered college, I always said, I want a marketing business, or I want my own business, and I don't want to work for someone else. And I just kind of said it on a whim because I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs and I saw, you know, the flexibility and the freedom that that created. And I just, I wanted it for myself. And even my dad was like, I don't really see you working for someone. I was such an independent, I still am such an independent individual. And I didn't really understand what he was saying until I started saying it. And it just kind of happened. Um, Literally last year, I was applying for like 10 jobs every day. I knew I was qualified for these jobs but it was such a weird time and it still is such a weird time in the job market. You know, I had people respond to me. I had great interviews and I didn't get jobs and I had people who didn't respond to me. So I was in such a weird position of my life, you know, graduating college soon and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then it just kind of hit me. I was like, why the heck am I applying for jobs when my whole life I've been saying, I don't want to do this. So I just kind of sucked it up a little bit and I just, I just started it and it's been, it's been ups and downs, but it's mostly ups, but it's, it's really 
nice that I'm doing what I said I wanted to do and really just helping the dance industry. Dance is such a close, something that's close to me and something that I don't really want to leave. So I've, I've been open to doing so many things in the dance world besides on stage and performing. So I love being on the back end of dance and marketing. So that's, that's where I am now. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. And I'm sure that that will give some good ideas and maybe even inspiration for those who are kind of maybe are hitting yeah. the crossroads where you were when you were finishing college. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm just going to dive right into the nitty gritty because cool. you work with all these different businesses. As far as marketing and things go, what is something you see dance businesses do that could be done differently, you think? And I might even be guilty of this myself. So I'm really curious for <laughs> this answer. I think this was a really interesting question. Um, I think a lot of things could be done differently, but I think the main <laughs> thing, I'm also very opinionated and also like in the world of marketing, I value my opinion, but I also value other people's opinions because marketing is such like an amoeba. It just keeps moving and it's different for each niche. So, um, but I think one thing that could be done differently is taking social media or your marketing in general very seriously. I feel like for dance businesses, when I think of dance businesses, I really think of dance studios, even though there's a lot of other businesses, companies and things like that. But really honing in and taking your marketing seriously, I feel like people and businesses, sorry, are just kind of present on social media because the world says you have to be on it and they don't really know why they're on there. Um, so just really taking it seriously, you know, knowing who you're posting for, if it's the parents who follows you, the parents of dancers, you know, posting events, posting your kids in class, you know, they want to see things like that. And even with like email marketing, just the updates for your business or your dance studio, what's going on this month, this week, this year. So think just really taking it seriously and getting down to the nitty gritty of what your dance business is, because people care, people reached out to your business, people pay your business for a reason. So kind of reciprocate that um, to make sure they stay and, you know, keep them in the loop with things. Mm. So <laughs> what I'm hearing you say is that it's not only being used as a way to attract new clients. It's also a way to keep nurturing your current clients. Yeah. Yeah, definitely creating that relationship. And that's one thing I love about social media. It's social for a reason. And I think that's something that is something people are realizing now that, you know, you don't have to always sell things. You could be so vulnerable. You could just put out a post, you know, get really get to know people and have people get to know you. And it's it's so fun. It's how we connected. You know, mm -hmm. we got to know each other and then you reached out to me. So things like that make social media really special and different because I feel like people didn't take it seriously at first because it was kind of just, oh, kids are posting dances, you know, whatever. Cool. And then it just really transformed over the years that I should really be using this to grow my business. Yeah. And I definitely think when the pandemic hit, it definitely took off even more there. But I mean, yeah. I started my business four years ago, pre-pandemic. And Instagram was already a business platform for a lot of people, including myself. Mm -hmm. But it still was at that time, people were very much like, your business is on Instagram. Like that was a question mark. And now it's like, oh, okay. Well, a lot more people yeah. are familiar with that concept and have, are like expecting it. Yeah, definitely. 
Okay, so you mentioned that you want them to take it more seriously um, regarding marketing. Where does someone even start? So let's say let's say I'm a dance studio owner, and I know that I should be doing something different with my marketing on social media, but I don't really know what. I'm just kind of copying what other people are doing, and I know I used to do this myself. So yeah. if I need to take this more seriously and market better, where do I even start with this? That's also a hard question. Um, I would say start by just researching because marketing in general can feel so overwhelming because there's so many things going on. There's psychology behind it. You know, there's a million different gurus telling you what to do, how to do it, when to do it, how much to spend. And it's overwhelming. And I got to a point in my life when I was like educating myself on this, learning from people um, ahead of me I just had to shut it out because it was just so many opinions. Um, but I will say to start is to do your research, you know, figure out what platforms you want to work with. If it's Instagram, if it's email marketing, Facebook, there's advertising, there's Pinterest, there's YouTube, there's TikTok. There's so many. And just research, you know, what each platform does, you know, each platform is a little bit different. So kind of figure out how you want to be posting, how you want to be, um, how you want to present your business on this platform. Well, also to right where your ideal clients live, right? Yeah, so exactly. If you're exactly. trying, to, if you're trying to get parents of young children to sign up, I imagine maybe TikTok isn't the best place because that's not maybe really the parents are yeah. living. But if you're Fair. trying to attract teenagers or young, you know, like, like maybe TikTok is the platform to go. So yeah, yeah being mindful Definitely. of where your ideal client is looking. Yeah. Exactly. So with that research, kind of hone in on where your audience is. So like you said, dance parents, probably not on TikTok, but definitely on Facebook. So if you're on TikTok. There's no judging. If you're listening to this and you're not at all, parent, not at all, yeah, not judging. <laughs> but I would say that is where you start. And then hopefully you find me and you reach out to someone in marketing and they'll guide you from there. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. And I mean, I guess I, I, I did that experience without me knowing it when I first started my business. Yeah. I, did, I just knew I was like, well, people are doing this and okay. And I was just doing a lot of watching others and mm -hmm. I guess researching without me realizing I was researching at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well then like once you figure out what your platform is and I, I mean, I personally have always heard is that like pick start with one platform while you really get clear on these skill sets and your marketing stuff like don't try to hit up seven of them at once because that is different types of content you have to create so that's a lot of work so i mean what let's say you pick one you're like instagram is the place i should be or whatever the platform is how do you know what to post i would start by looking at similar businesses like yours um, not necessarily copying their content but just looking around I would call them competitors, but I don't believe in competitors. I feel like everyone in business and dance in general, you know, everyone works together. We're all a big community. So looking, <laughs> look to see what other people are posting, you know, how often they post, what exactly do they post? Is it more videos? Is it more behind the scenes? Is it carousels? Is it inspirational quotes, things like that? And just kind of find a way to create similar content, make it better if you can, make it more unique to your business and your brand. And also another thing 
to note on, you know, how, not sorry, not how, but what to post is asking your followers, asking your audience directly. If you have a little following, it may not be as beneficial, but I mean, people, people answer if you ask them. So just straight up ask them, what do you want to see on here? Yeah. I mean, to that, like, I know that we think that success means that there's like 25,000 followers, right? Or maybe even to you, 500 followers is a lot. And it is because if you only have 50 followers at the beginning, that's 50 people who are still yeah. interested in your content. And so if and I, I heard this once and it's always been really beneficial is the amount of followers you have, put them in a room with you and that changes yeah. perspective, right? So if you have 50 people, that's a lot of people in front of you. If you have 300, that's a lot of people, right? And so, I mean, like, don't be like, oh, I've only got 275 that's 75 individuals who are there to receive your content. So mm-hmm. you can still yeah. ask those people because maybe not everyone's going to engage, but the ones who care are going to an- to answer and you're going to start getting your information back. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Love I totally, totally agree with that. And that visual has helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I got that idea from you. So. Oh. Well, it wasn't yeah. my idea. I heard from somewhere else, probably on a podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. And, um, I was just thinking too, like knowing what to post when you're looking at other con like other similar businesses, don't just do what you think looks good. Also see if you see that like they have a bigger following or like look at their content. Do they have a lot of likes? Is there like see if their content's yeah. actually getting engagement or not versus, oh, I just think that they have 25,000 followers, but like no one's engaging, right? Yeah. So like that research, I think, then takes it to the next level and say, you can look at people's view counts or like their Mm -hmm. likes and such. And when when you're like tapping on their videos and things, you can see like, oh, so I thought this content looks great, but it turns out that really no one's responding. So maybe it's not. And if this is all really confusing, by all means, you can DM Jean-Marie and ask questions, which we'll get to at the end about how to reach out to her. But if you're like, I'm not even sure what to do with this, I'll just start looking at it. You can just start with looking starting to look at other businesses and start to see what works like what you're liking and what you're not like like oh i'm drawn to this why am i drawn to this right just kind of get clear on what's standing out for you definitely yeah i i like to um compare a lot of my marketing tactics and techniques to dance um because i work with dance businesses so the same way the same way you have a creative process like when you're choreographing something or putting a dance together you know, there's so many ways, so many places you get ideas from. And sometimes for me, that inspiration is from other people. And I, I make it my own, you know, I I get inspired, you know, if they do something on the floor, I'm like, oh, maybe I should do something on the floor, you know, things like that. So I like making that connection. Yeah, I love it, right? If it's impacting you, and you're like, okay, this is also something I want. Why, why try to reinvent the wheel? But of course, yeah. like you said, don't copy it. Like it's not the same wording and it's not the exact yeah. same, like, but it's a similar jumping off point. Yeah. Okay. So let's say me, dance business owner, is figured out like what I'm wanting to post now on the platform and all that. But like, I know that some people talk about planning out content, like mm-hmm. making an actual versus like a day-to-day how do I even like, how do I plan out content if I want to like get ahead of it? That is a great question. I, for one, I'm a big planner. I love being ahead. I am, a, I do social media management. So I would plan a week ahead, two weeks ahead. And you know this too, but I've recently kind of shifted to the idea of working week by week simply because things change so drastically on social media, you know, and if there's something I want to hop on, 
like a trend or an important topic, I'm going to post something about it. So the foundation Wait. for me, sorry. I'm going to ask really quick. So are you, you might answer this, but I'm going to ask, um, you might answer this now, but um, so you're saying to only plan content messaging for a week at a time or the content format for a week at a time or both? I would say both. Um, I feel like messaging and format, obviously they work hand in hand, but I don't know if you're in a situation where you rather post a reel than a carousel, mm. go for it and maybe kind of align one of the messages with that. I think that can work really well. It's all about finding that balance of what works. Um, that was a really interesting question because I kind of just do both at the same time, yeah. but you know. I was just thinking about it too for myself. Yeah. Like yeah. I know that I will like right now I'm looking at my calendar right now and like, I know I have themes for the weeks Yeah, and then I'll plan out like, so like out for a month, I'll plan out like themes for the week and I have like four weeks of themes, but I'm not like, okay, on this day did it because I've tried that. It was a lot of work. And like by the fourth week, I wasn't necessarily where I wanted to be with the messaging. So right. then I'll take like the week that I'm coming up on I'm like, okay, I know that I'm going to break it down into like these five points. And then I actually do create the video part almost day by day or every few days because, but the messaging is already kind of figured out and stuff. And so like, that's why, that's why it came up for me. I was like, I just realized I do break those two apart differently, but again, it works for everyone differently. Yeah, definitely. Okay. You were saying something about a foundation and I apologize for hijacking <laughs> yeah, <okay>. that. <laughs> well, I would say like the foundation and the base to figure out um, how to plan out your content is figuring out how many times a week you want to post. Mm. Um, there's a lot of pressure that people say, you know, for optimal growth, you need to post three reels a day or three times a day, every single day. And I'm just like, no, that's like burnout times a million. Yes, it can work, but ideally no single human has that time in their life to be putting out a plus content three and times most, day, yeah. seven days a week. and most likely those people that are doing that have a team and they've hired people to do it for them yeah so they're not even they're just receiving the benefits of someone else doing the work yeah if you can that's great but I, mean, I would, is there really a need though like let's be honest because no, isn't the point so. of like posting reels specifically is actually just to increase your reach and potential like followers like that's the yeah, whole point of reels anyways yeah. Reels can increase followers, but they also can help you sell better. And that's like a whole different strategy and tactic. But yeah, reels, reels are very great for reach. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, to speak to that really quick, I mean, you, when you and I were working together, I haven't, she, she, we didn't part ways for her lack of ability. It was just, I shifted with what my, where my focus was and how I was showing up on social media. So just please know it's not like, oh, John Ray's not hireable. She's fantastic. And I'd still be working with her, but I shifted my focus. So when we were working together, I set this goal to just post every day for 30 days and sometimes twice a day just to see what happened it was an experiment that she went on board with me on and it was reels and sometimes there was regular posts and carousels and it was a lot of freaking work and i'm not even the one who did the actual creation creation i did like the messaging and fine-tune some things yeah. and i didn't have much of a difference of outcome than mm -hmm. when i'm posting like when it feels good for me like three or four times a week right like i didn't i might have increased some followers a bit but all mm -hmm. it did for me was just get it was a faster track process. I mean, getting more clear in my messaging, but yeah. it didn't like the results weren't much different than just only posting with the amount of time that's sustainable for me. Yeah. I would say really 
figuring out what works for you, your life and your schedule reality, like what mm-hmm. really works. Yes. It sounds good to post every day for me. I love to post every day, but for Releve, I post two to three times a week because that what that's what will work for me right now. Like this week, I know what the content is, but mm-hmm. I actually just created the reel on my 30 minute break from my last podcast interview to this one. Like I was laying on the couch, taking a break yeah. and I just created the reel and posted it. So like, that's what yeah. I was like, that's when I posted it today. <laughs> I really hope that you've been enjoying this conversation with Jean-Marie so far, getting some value about social media and how you can better optimize your marketing process. I'm taking this quick break today to share not one, but two amazing opportunities to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. The first one is I'm offering another round of live group coaching with the Business Academy for Dancers. The Business Academy for Dancers is for all those who are just starting up or looking to startup or have had their business for going for maybe about a year and you're just not sure all the steps that you're supposed to be taking. You know that you're missing some pretty important things, but you don't know what they are. You're feeling a little lost. You're trying to do the research yourself with Google and it's just not translating into your creative mind. Well, I've already done all that work for you. And I put all that into the Business Academy for Dancers. This four month group coaching program, it's going live mid-May. There are only six seats available for that intimate one-on-one coaching with me in a group setting. If you're interested, DM me on Instagram at the Dance CEO Coach. DM the word Academy and I will get you all the information. If you're someone who is interested in this concept of group coaching with me, but you are past the beginning stages of your business, first I wanna celebrate you for continuing on pursuing what you feel you should be doing. And second, the second round of the doors to the Dance CO University are opening. This up-leveled program is really letting you dive into all the interpersonal work that's going to help you elevate into becoming the best CEO of your life and business. We cover both the interpersonal behind the scenes work and the business to where you've hit that glass ceiling and you're ready to take it further, but you don't know how to do it in a way that is sustainable and really fine tune those things to help you really curate your day-to-day life that you know is possible without burning yourself out while keeping to do the thing that you love. If you want to learn more about the Danceo University, DM me the word university on Instagram at the Danceo coach. And once again, if you're interested in the Business Academy for Dancers, also DM me on Instagram and send the word Academy. Now let's get back to the episode. I find myself for my my business and my brand, I find I'm more relaxed in what I post and how mm-hmm. I post it rather than for clients because they have, you know, other goals, they have other offers that they want done this month, this week and things like that. So, you know, I kind of tailor my work to fit in with my life. So this is why I can only post two to three times a week, but I don't, I don't have pressure because this is my business. This is my life. I'm going to share with you what I'm doing. I'm going to share my ups, my downs and everything in between. So I think that makes it fun for me. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I feel too. But also we're, you know, it's a little different when we're like running our own small businesses versus we're trying to attract more clients in the sense of sign up for dance studios. Yeah. I mean, we're still trying to attract clients, but you know, I feel the need is different. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you have any other thoughts or any other tips on planning out the content? 
Yeah, just when you have that foundation of like when I like I want to post two to three times a week, I think having that clarity makes your content clearer as well. So, you know, three posts a week, what am I going to post? I'm going to post two reels and a carousel. I'm going to have two single posts and a carousel, things like that. So that that structure really helps build a foundation and things just kind of funnel down because then you figure out, okay, I'm going to post this, 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 you know, my audience told me they wanted tips on social media marketing. So I'm going to post that and just kind of figuring out that flow. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm hoping that um, those listening, I'm, at least there's some clarity versus confusion, but I'll just, I mean, the, the, the interview is definitely not done, but to recap up this section, to recap and to the section is we were just talking about the three things, like how you even start And one is to do the research is what you were saying. Yes. So even just get clear on the platform you want to show up on first and then knowing what to post is when you do the research and looking at other similar accounts, like clearly they've already been making headway on their process and that you're seeing results in their work and then figuring out how many times a week you want to, you want to post that you can sustain that won't burn you out. And that makes sense for what you're focusing on. If you, yeah. can just, like, if you can just focus on those three things for now, you would say that that's a really great starting point. <laughs> yeah, I would say that definitely is a, a good starting point. Yeah. And speaking from like when I first had to figure this out on my own and not having someone like Jean-Marie to help, if I've been amazing as Jean-Marie to help when I started my business, I would say that, that this is what I learned after the fact that those steps make a lot of sense too. Yeah. So thanks for bringing that to this community. Of course. It's, it's things I've learned too. You know, I started right. like five years ago. Yeah, kind of on a whim, and now I'm here. I have so many things I could talk about. It's crazy. So I'm happy to just offer. Sometimes those little tips really just help people get started. Yeah, I mean, and this is how I don't know how you learned. Like, I mean, this is how I learned when I started my business was podcasts yeah. and researching things. I wasn't like sitting down and like it wasn't systematic, right? It was very much piecemeal. I still learn things by my business and piecemeal sometimes from podcasts. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, right? Little, right? So that's hopefully what this can be is a little piece dad in the, someone's journey of learning more about their marketing. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to dive into you running your business because I also always very curious about the different ways people show up and running their businesses in their lives. And do you have a morning and or nighttime routine? And what does that look like? You can pick one or dive into both. I have both. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. ready. <laughs> Lots of people oh, don't have nighttime. So I'm like, I'm excited to hear this. I kind of just started nighttime because I realized I needed like a cool down for my mm-hmm. life. So that's, <laughs> off, but I do both. I'm a very like scheduled structured person. And I honestly blame school for that because I've, I've been in school for 12 plus years and then graduating. I was like, I don't know what to do with my time. Right. <laughs> so I, for my morning routine, I like waking up pretty early, like seven, seven thirty. I like a quiet morning. Um, so I don't really, I'm not really on my phone, no music on, no one else is up in my house, which I like. Um, I make, I have some water cause I like having water when I get up. I sometimes eat something. I have a wellness journal that I write my affirmations in, kind of set the day, do some gratitude, do some journaling, read a devotion, and just kind of calm myself, prepare myself for the day. And then part of that morning routine also is going to the gym in the morning now, which is awesome. That's been a goal of mine that I've reached. Yay. So I go to the gym in the morning now. I move my body. I feel refreshed and I get home and I 
start work whenever I want. <laughs> whenever I want. I love it. Well, let's dive into that in a second. But yeah. what about this evening routine? This evening routine is new. And like I said, I realized I needed it kind of because because I have the flexibility of starting work whenever I want. I also can stop whenever I want. And I'm the person who is nonstop and has to be reminded, oh, you should probably eat today. <laughs> so I kind of give myself a cutoff time, you know, like five o'clock, six o'clock. And I kind of just start unwinding from there. Maybe you go on a walk or something or run some errands, um, eat dinner, do something just different, not on the computer, not on the phone. And then I love a good skincare routine. So that is like my night routine. You know, I'm all about like the different steps, taking care of my skin, taking off any makeup. Um, that's, that's what I do. You know, it unwinds me. It relaxes me. I go back into my wellness journal. I record like my steps for the day, how much water mm -hmm. I drink. Um, I read a book, just a couple easy things to really calm me down. Sometimes I'll like clean part of my room or, you know, declutter something that I need to do, do some some sort of like chore activity that I didn't do during the day. And yeah, I get ready for bed after that. So that really, I'm like up for the day. And then this just kind of is a nice like unwind for me. And that's something I've, I've put into practice and it's now a habit now because I realized I needed it. I can't just go straight from working all day and then going to bed. I need something mm -hmm. to calm me down because I realized working so much in a day, taking in all this information and putting so much out for clients and for myself, it kind of left me burnt out and a little bit anxious for all the stuff I have to do tomorrow and the next day and the next week. So I'd go to bed like thinking about that and not like giving time for myself. So a night routine is definitely one of the best things ever. Mm. Actually, mine's really similar. Um, I very much, I mean, that's one of the questions I like to ask the guests. So people are regularly listening to this. They already know that this is a, like something I'm very passionate about was morning routines and nighttime routines. Um, but I had heard, I was always like focusing on building my morning routine, but I remember somebody saying probably on a podcast that mm -hmm. actually in order to have a successful morning routine, you need to actually focus on your nighttime the night before. Like if you yeah. actually want to be successful that next morning, you need to be intentional about what you're doing before you go to bed. So yeah, if yeah. you're going to bed super late and you like went to bed like angry or all the things, right? Yeah. I'm surprised if your morning doesn't go how you wanted it to do. Yeah. So you need to actually, if you want the morning to go well, you need to actually back up and set up your evening for success. And that was very like eye-opening for me. And I very much, I'm like into like, okay, I'm going to take time for my skin at the end of the day. And then I also read for like a half an hour before I go to bed. Cause and it's not, and I can't read on my phone or any devices. Cause I spend all day looking at them. I have to read a hard, hard copy. Like my, <laughs> my eyes and my brain, everything just needs not to be looking at a screen. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's so powerful. It's so, it feels amazing to start and end my day for myself. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. I agree. And I think it's something people don't take seriously as well. You know, some people would be like, why do you have like a morning ritual or why do you go to bed so early or like, why do you shut your phone off so early? I'm like, I, I need it for my sanity, but it makes me happy. It makes me successful, you know, so little things like that. I wish I could like preach to the world, but same, <laughs> everyone, same. everyone learns, you know, I learned literally last month, month and a half ago is when I started this night routine and I've seen such a drastic change in my lifestyle. 
That's amazing. Well, also, I know I've heard that a lot of high achieving professionals, Mm -hmm. they have routines and some of them may be more really strict, like at this time, exactly. Like Brendan Bruchard, he's a high performance habit coach. He actually has a book, I think called high performance habits. And, um, I, he's someone I follow and really appreciate his, um, authenticity, but he has a three hour, a three rule, like three hours before bed. It's like, I don't remember what the three things are, but like one, one of the steps is like three hours before bed, like you, you, like you, you're done eating, like you eat your dinner. Then two hours before bed, it's like screen is off. An hour before bed is like reading. Like there's like things that he does that like, that's how he sets himself up to wind down for the day that, that, that is what he does every night. And um, so like, yeah, getting clear on what works for you, right? Like these are good ideas that we're sharing that we enjoy, but I took me yeah. time to figure out what I like to do. Like I wasn't always reading when I first went to bed, but now I learned that's something that yeah. I enjoy, but I had to try out things to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's dive back into the middle of the day between your routine times. So when do you work on your business? You already said the comment, you work whenever you want. So when do you yeah. work on your business? <laughs> I... I work whenever I want. I love saying that because it's just a very powerful feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I honestly think I work on my business every day. Um, I do have one dedicated day for like business related tasks, you know, things behind the scenes, you know, creating content for my business, you know, doing professional development for my business, things like that. So that's a dedicated day. Lately, that's been Fridays because I like ending my week kind of thinking about myself because my business is me. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, this week, I had two days of working on my business. I don't know how I worked that out, but I skyrocketed some things this week. Awesome. But yeah, but I definitely have that one day a week where I just hardcore focus on Releve. But I think I work on my business a little bit every day. And that was on, that is a goal of mine for October is that consistency. Cause I found it so easy for me to prioritize work for clients and then kind of forget about my business, but I'm kind of finding that balance of prioritizing both because they're both so important to me, um, growing clients and also growing my business as well. So I do a little bit of work every day work, meaning, you know, being active on social media, posting on stories or sending out emails or actually posting main posts or engaging with potential clients, engaging with current clients, just I count just being present on my social media account as work. So I would say I work on my business every day. Hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I mean, I, I think I mentioned this on another interview I just did, but um you know, like the doing 1% every day is more impactful with long-term results than like 5% every once in a while, or right? Or trying to, yeah, like you'll get more results long-term if you do a little bit. So every day doing a little something, the momentum continues to build. It it feels good. I was the person who would love to do it all at once. And I'm now switching my mindset Mm. and how I work. So just doing a little every day. And that's like changed a lot for me in business, for myself, for my clients, and just for my life in general. So I'm growing too. I'm not perfect. So yeah, I love the little nuggets that I discover, especially for my age. I feel like it's such a weird age right now, people, you know, it's, it's crazy. So I love that I'm able to discover this and share this with people. Yeah. I mean, if you're figuring this out now, right, like in your early twenties, 
Yeah. Um, you know, where you're going to be right in the 10 years. I mean, I didn't figure out the business stuff in any of this until my mid thirties. And so, yeah, yeah <laughs> I could only imagine where I would be now if I figured this out at yeah. your age. So yeah, I'm excited for what's ahead for you because if you're doing yeah. this, like you said, this is just the beginning. It's going to be yeah. amazing. That's awesome. So with that, as you've been figuring out these nuggets, um, what would you say is the strength you have with running your business? I would say my strength for running my business is being very organized. I'm a very organized human in general. So that just kind of translated naturally over to my business. You know, I have times, I have dates organized, deadlines organized. So I, I love a good calendar, <laughs> you know, just color coordinating everything. You know, when is this due by? When do I need to have this done by? And things like that. So that sounds like a bumper sticker. I love a good calendar. <laughs> I might do that. I love that. <laughs> um, but staying organized really helps me stay on top of things. But it also keeps me sane. I'm also the type of person who puts pressure on herself that, okay, I didn't get this done today. Mm -hmm. I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. So I've also been transitioning out of that, you know, as long as I get some things done today and move this over to some other day or some other time, it's fine. So mm -hmm. yeah, I would say my strength in my business right now is that I'm organized and I have kind of a plan for where I want to be. That's awesome. I love that you're also able to recognize that you have a strength, right? Versus, yeah. being like, oh, I kind of suck at everything, right? Which yeah. is just an unfortunate scarcity, negative mindset. So when you're able to like take ownership and say, this is a strength of mine and I'm doing good at this in my business. That's so healthy. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not saying that just to like, just in general, like if you can claim that you're in a good place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what would be a favorite productivity hack for dance business owners that you would suggest? Productivity. I'm going to tie it kind of back into being organized. I would say time management. I love working, working with, I guess, the Pomodoro technique, mm -hmm. I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I used to do in school and that kind of came over into my business and my work life. So what that really is, is finding out what tasks you have to do, setting a timer. Um, I'm not sure if it's like, 25 minutes or however long it has to be. Yeah. Technically that technique is 25 minutes and yeah. five minute break. Yeah, yeah. 25 minutes and then taking that five minute break. So that's something that's really helped me. I don't really do the 25 minutes. I would probably do like 40 minutes to an hour maybe because that's, it takes, I've also realized, you know, how long it takes me to get into a flow, what I need, things like that. So just setting those time limits, I think in general helps me put away all distractions, get down and do the work I need to do, take a break and possibly do it again to do other work or just move on to something else. So I think that is my favorite productivity hack is really honing in on your time management and also knowing like what works for you. Like me figuring out how I get into a good flow was mind boggling because I thought I could just sit down and get work done. I was like, no, I need to find a way to, you know, get into this. So that was, mm -hmm. that was a cool feeling. So it's definitely a process, but I would say that's my number one productivity hack right now. Mm, I love that. So actually that's one of my top favorites as well. Mm -hmm. um, when I first started this journey actually it was from Brendan Bouchard, like four years ago when I first started this journey personal professional development, I heard that um, 
someone had done a study that they they wanted to figure out what was the optimal amount of time to work before you needed to take a break and they found out that 52 minutes not 50 minutes not 55 52 minutes was like if you can work for 52 minutes and then take an eight minute break and then start again and then keep that cycle going you actually will be the most productive in your time and then the Pomodoro method i think i just butchered the name but that's very similar which is the 25 minutes and then five minute break and so i actually yeah. use both but mainly when i'm yeah. doing bigger chunks i'll do the 52 minute right. chunk yeah yeah. So good. Well, you just you just said you figured now we got to dive into this. You just shared that you figured out your way to get in flow to start working. So yeah. what is that? We can't we can't leave that hanging. <laughs> I think it's different every day for me, quite honestly, because my mind is different every single day. So I definitely think one thing that helps me get into this flow is just having that morning routine because I'm serving myself in the morning and I'm preparing mm-hmm. for the day. Um. I like listening to music to get me in a good flow or just kind of structuring my day ahead before I really start, you know, kind of prioritizing what really needs to be done. What can I do tonight? Like watching TV, things like that. Cause there's definitely tiers of tasks that need more attention versus the ones that I can do kind of multitasking with like background noise or something. So I would say the one thing I do is prioritize my day. And something I also realized too, is like, if I prioritize, let's say today's Friday, if I figured out my day yesterday, Thursday, if I figured out Friday, I would be stressed because I know I have a lot of stuff to do every single day. So just the day of after my morning routine, whenever that is, I sit down, I look at my work and I just prioritize. And from then I get into a good flow of most work or most heavy work I have to do to the least. And sometimes I even start with the least heavy work because that eases me into the bigger work that I have to do. Mm, I love it. Yeah. Like you said, it sounds like it's different Like the general concept is there, but kind of the day-to-day based on what you feel like you need. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that too. Of course. Okay. So before we completely finish this, um, where can listeners find you online? Because Clearly people are going to want to follow you now that they recognize that you can help them in their journey of getting better at their marketing and social media presence. Listeners can find me on Instagram at Releve Marketing. I am there all the time. That's where I'm focusing all my energy, all my work on right now. So you can find me on Instagram. Love it. Thank you so much for this. Okay. So for our final question today, what does it mean to you to be the CEO of your life and business? Being the CEO of my life and my business, first of all, it feels unreal because I'm just doing the thing. Um, I would say being the CEO of my life and my business means having ultimate flexibility of life in general. You know, I, I have so many things I want to pursue and do, and I have that flexibility, flexibility to do so. I feel less constrained that I have to do this one thing to succeed. And I also realized that I could grow and evolve in my own definition of success. And I think that changes all the time what success means to me. Success Mm -hmm. today means, you know, getting up, doing my routine and getting some work done. Success tomorrow might mean something else. So I really have that flexibility and gratitude in my life to just do that and, you know, own that I, I am my... I am my own CEO of my life and my business. And it just 
overflows in so many things for me. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing that. I just love, I mean, every, every guest I ask that question and I just love all the different answers. It's so good. I'm just hoping that, you know, um, sharing always one of my goals with the podcast, right? Is sharing just our thoughts and views helps the listeners, other dance business owners get more clear in what their versions of theirs are. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was so nice to have you, Henri. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Dance CEO Podcast, where aspiring or established dance business owners and entrepreneurs learn to become the CEO of your life and business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review and rating. To stay up to date and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me, your host, on Instagram at the Dance CEO Coach. Until next time.